This episode is brought to you by ShipBob, the global leader in e-commerce fulfillment with locations across North America, Europe, and the United Kingdom. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. And they are the only 3PL that is Shopify Plus certified. Stay tuned for a special offer for Stairway to CEO listeners later in the show. This episode is brought to you by StoreTasker. Do you need a great Shopify developer? StoreTasker has a hand-selected community of the industry's top Shopify developers and e-commerce experts. So far, StoreTasker has helped over 30,000 Shopify brands find a trusted and talented developer for projects big and small. Stay tuned for a special offer for Stairway to CEO listeners later in the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stairway to CEO podcast brought to you by Future Commerce. I'm your host, Lee Green, and it's my mission to bring you a real, honest, and unfiltered interview with top business leaders from all walks of life. We'll talk about their climb to the top, their stumbles along the way, and the steps they took to get them to where they are. So tune in to get inspired, listen to some real talk, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 51 of the Stairway to CEO podcast. I'm your host, Lee Green, and today I spoke with Kelly Love, the co-founder of Branch Basics. Branch Basics is a non-toxic wellness label and cleaning product company on a mission to help people remove harmful chemicals from their homes. In this episode, Kelly shares with us her journey from growing up as the youngest of eight siblings with a twin sister to studying at the University of Texas, where she met her best friend and co-founder, Allison, who suffered from numerous chronic pains during college. After just two months of eating only organic whole foods and using safe products, Allison became pain-free. Inspired by their experience, Kelly and Allison began a relentless pursuit to help others improve their health by switching to a natural lifestyle and created Branch Basics. Kelly shares with us the challenges they faced in creating the right formula for their products, why they decided to let a new CEO take over, and why doing what feels genuine helped guide them during a seemingly dark time. Tune in to hear all of this and more if you like what you hear. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us an awesome review. We hope you enjoy this episode. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm excited to hear your story in building Branch Basics. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So where are you from originally? I know you're in Jackson, Mississippi right now, but did you, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, not far from Jackson, where my husband's from. Um, yeah, grew up in Baton Rouge, stayed there until college, and mm-hmm. I went to UT, University of Texas in Austin, for college. Um, but yeah, Louisiana girl. All right. And growing up, uh, what kind of, what was childhood like for you? What kind of things were you into? Um... I have a twin sister and we're the youngest of six. And then I also have two stepsisters. So there were eight of us growing up. Um, so oh my gosh, big... eight, eight, you were <laughs> one of eight. That's insane. Yes. Well, six full. And then yeah, two steps. 
but it was so fun yeah. and um, just always stuff going on. And um, kind of the typical, you know, dance, sports, things like that. Nothing too crazy or exciting. So were you younger or older with the siblings? In the middle, and I were the are the youngest, and it was a surprise pregnancy, wow. and then uh, oh wow, surprise! It's twins, also. <laughs> yeah, double time surprise. <laughs> yes. Wow. So the youngest of um eight. That's that's crazy. So you must have had what they must have babysat you, I guess, from a very early age. Like, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. oldest brother is twelve years older than us. Wow, awesome. And so, what was it like growing up with a twin? Uh, I'm like obsessed with being a twin I tell every twin I meet them all the little kids I'm like it's so great um you guys identical or no we are not technically identical but we look a lot alike um Mm -hmm. we you know we're super close she lives in Houston now um but neither of us are the type that likes to be on the phone all the time so we don't talk like every day but we are super close and we lived together we actually like had the opportunity to have our individual rooms where we always chose to share a room growing up and even got rid of our twin beds and shared a queen bed um but we were like you know typical sisters that are in love with each other and playing well and then five minutes later fighting and then five minutes later happy and playing again right and then ripping each other's hair out and then you know yeah. yeah we've always been you know super close in the same part of same group of friends so what did you want to be when you grew up you know I'm one of those people that doesn't really remember like a lot of like childhood kind of to me is just like a blur and I I don't really have like memories of when I was super young and being like I want to be such and such when I grew up but starting in high school um I started doing Pilates because my oldest brother's friends girlfriend started teaching Pilates and she was like one of the first ones that you know started training under the top Pilates instructor that brought it to the U.S. and anyway I fell in love and was like wait I want to do this she taught in a studio in her like garage apartment Mm -hmm. um and I was like this is awesome and so I ended up studying kinesiology health promotion and fitness at UT thinking that I was gonna open a Pilates studio when I graduated. Interesting. So you go off to college and you're in the health field because you think you might want to open a Pilates studio. And what happened? Did it go as planned? I met, no, (laughs) never got certified. I love, love taking it, but I actually found out in college too. I was like, I'm not meant to be an instructor. Hmm. Um, Why is that? I just... I love doing it and I can feel the cues and stuff, but I wasn't always the best at like verbalizing and instructing others to do so. Hmm. Um, But I ended up meeting my best friend and now co-founder in college. She's from Houston, Texas, Allison. We met at UT and she ended up getting sick sophomore year with just like mystery symptoms that no doctors could diagnose um just started with pain neck pain back pain then started losing motor skills um, oh my gosh and traveled the country for two years and you know was on an ever-growing list of uh medications steroids therapies 
muscle she relaxers. was traveling the world to see sorry, different doctors country to see different specialists yeah oh, different okay, got it. Yeah. and um no one could give a clear diagnosis um all of her scans looked good and you know couldn't really figure anything out they were hmm. thinking maybe ms um they didn't know so she was pretty feeling pretty hopeless and finally started talking to her aunt Marilee, who was our third co-founder and her mom had convinced her to talk to to Marilee, who was uh, in the natural health space and had been consulting as a natural health practitioner with food as medicine and building materials and how our built environment um you know affects our health and all this stuff that was new to Allison and myself. Um, but Allison started talking to Marilee and she was asking questions that no one had asked before, like, give me a diet diary. What are you eating every day? What are you using to wash your clothes in? What are you using uh, to wash your face and wash your hair and body? Yeah. Um, you know, all these things about what was going in on and around her body every day. Um, and within six months of working with Marilee, after changing her diet and cutting out, you know, toxic products, she started finally feeling relief for the first time. And know, what did she do to change her diet? What did she recommend? What did she say? You know, we were in college at the time and living, you know, in an apartment. So Allison did that. We, we both did. I was kind of so fascinated by this. We did this, a lot of it together, did the best we could, but, you know, obviously cutting out processed foods, but, cutting out refined sugar, cutting out basically like the chemicals in the diet and only eating real whole food and ideally organic only. Mm. Um, so no excitotoxins, no refined oils, um, no refined sugar, things like that. Lots of I veggies. She, <laughs> yes, lots of veggies <laughs> and whole foods. Um, we typically, you know, just focus on high quality so not necessarily believers that like everyone should be vegan or everyone should be, um, you know, paleo or whatever, but figuring out what's right for you and uh, just focusing on high quality food that doesn't have a bunch of chemicals in it that shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what about like, you know, you mentioned, what do you wash your clothes with and all these other things? What were some of the household items um, maybe that she was using or switched away from to something else? Um, how did that make an impact? Yeah, I mean, I just think we, this is what our whole company is about. Yeah. Um, you know, we just don't realize a lot of times what we're actually bringing into our homes. Um, we just look at what the product's called and the, you know, way it smells or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the marketing on the front of the label and don't really know exactly what we're using. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I grew up like all things conventional, you know, conventional, uh, you know, food and products using Tide and Downy and all the stuff all my life. Um, yeah. But once we, and, and same with Allison, once we removed these products that had synthetic fragrances and harmful synthetic preservatives and, um, you know, just asthma gens, allergens, neurotoxins, you know, you name it for all the categories of, of chemicals and things that are allowed in products today. Once we removed those, uh, then we were able to see how strong they actually were and how like in terms of the way they smelled 
and then also just how they were react uh, causing our bodies to react so for example like i didn't realize until i changed my laundry detergent that it was contributing to like dry itchy eyes and headaches and things like that that mm. you know you have if you have frequently you just think it ha- it happens all the time and so you don't really think to correlate it with the stuff you're using every day and until you give your body a chance to be free of it and yeah you can't pick up on that so yeah so she switched you know laundry detergent face wash shampoo you know all personal care products um pesticides is a big thing that you know a lot of times we bring in bug sprays and ant killers and wasp sprays or whatever yeah um and store all these things under our kitchen sink or in a bedroom closet or a hall closet right next to our bedroom or whatever and Mm -hmm. Um, don't really think about how these products, even when they're not being used, but just being stored in our homes, contribute to the air quality in our homes and can impact our health. And, you know, a good example of that is just the cleaning aisle at the grocery store. You walk down that aisle and you know what aisle you're on and those bottles are sealed and closed. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've actually haven't really thought about that. (laughs) It's actually really good point that yeah, even though the bottle is closed, and it's just sitting in your closet, it's still exuding this like kind of poisonous, you know, scent. soup. Yeah, yeah. And you're just breathing it every time you walk by totally, you know, unconsciously, like not even realizing it. Right. And that's what our whole mission at branch basics is about is is not just adding in these healthy safe products um but removing like the power of removal and getting rid of the products that do have harmful ingredients can make such an impact on your indoor air quality and you know better air means better health so you you take these things out even if you're not ready to ditch them completely put them in a box in the garage you know an airtight box or an airtight box inside your house to minimize these VOCs that they're releasing all the time. So your friend Allison started making these changes. She started, you know, changing her diet, it sounds like, to a more organic whole foods-based diet. She started taking the chemicals out of her house and, and changing that up as well. When did she start seeing, you know, a change and like how long did it take, I guess, um, until her health maybe started improving? Yeah, so... About six months in, she started really feeling like major relief. Or I say she started feeling, you know, changes sooner than that, but had mm-hmm. really turned a corner. Um, and and then that's when we decided to ask Marilee if we could live with her after graduation. <laughs> so we um, we were talking about maybe going to do like a cooking school uh, abroad. But then we were like, wait, we should just go learn from Marilee and do a summer where we just basically do like a summer detox Mm. and um, just learn about health and nutrition and live in the beautiful Texas Hill Country where Marilee is. And Marilee is an amazing chef, like she was a medicinal chef, um, meaning using food as medicine. And Marilee said yes. And so we lived with her in a home free of, you know, pesticides and harmful cleaners and all the stuff. And we juiced every morning and we walked barefoot and grounded every morning and we sat in the infrared sauna and we, you know, ate only organic whole foods. It was a dream. And Allison was 
completely um, back to normal, like highly functioning after that. And you wow. know, we went into it not knowing if she would be able to like go take a job after college, you know, and go like sit anywhere because she couldn't sit for very long. Oh she actually gosh. had become like a student with disabilities um, in college because she couldn't sit through classes anymore. So wow, um, it was a huge shift. And, and then I was the healthy one that was kind of just along for the ride and learning mm-hmm. and wanting to experience this. And uh, I didn't have painful menstrual cramps anymore. I didn't have, like I mentioned, dry itchy eyes, um, headaches. I had been going to like acupuncture and massage therapy for like muscle pains that just wouldn't go away all that went away so all these things that I wasn't necessarily like trying to target just disappeared and then the same with Allison um, she actually was diagnosed with PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome in high school and wasn't even targeting that um, while we were living with Marilee and then come to find out you know a year later she gets engaged and decides to go get checked and all of her cysts were gone. Wow, that's crazy. So all of her cysts were gone after basically changing her lifestyle and kind of in living with um, your Aunt Marilee, right? And so how long, so was how long, I guess, was that time frame of changing everything and then going to the doctor and realizing all the cysts were gone? Um, So we lived with Marilee for the summer for two months and then that was in 2008, mm-hmm. right after college graduation. And then I believe it was a year later that wow. uh, she was engaged. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, th- in high school, they had told her, um, you know, we're going to put you on birth control and then come see us whenever you're ready to have kids. Cause we, you know, at this point, you're not going to be able to have kids naturally on your own without intervention. And that's not true. I mean, she ha- and she has two healthy children that she had um, natural. Wow, so pretty amazing. That is amazing. So, you know, when you were living there, it sounds like you guys um, got pretty inspired. Can you talk about, you know, maybe the um, when was the aha moment when you guys realized you wanted to kind of start a company around this? Yeah. So all summer, Marilee. I mean, Allison and I would listen to Marilee consult clients. So she actually gained all of this, the knowledge that she has and wisdom she has because her son, Allison's cousin was die or I'm sorry, was exposed to high levels of now being pesticides, chloridane and some others when he was 10 years old and became like a bubble boy who had such extensive brain damage and immune system damage that the doctor said he would never recover. And he would essentially be a bubble boy for the rest of his life. And Marilee would need to create a safe room and with basically just a mattress on the floor. And uh, he had gone from an intelligent, coordinated, athletic little boy to not being able to spell a three-letter word or walk a straight line or hardly pick up his head off the pillow. And how did he Um, get exposed to these pesticides? uh, So he was actually like laying in a field or like a, a field had been sprayed and then it rained and he was like playing in the water and stuff. And it just, you know, his system just, couldn't handle it um this was like a one-time thing that he did that created that much damage yes oh my god correct him yes but it's a good story because he 
um, fully recovered, thanks to Marilee not believing that there was not another option. You know, she was just like, I refuse to believe there's not another way. Um, and, you know, a determined mama. And she did everything she could. And, you know, it was before the internet. So she was just, she had a big learning curve. And it ended up taking seven years because of that. But uh, that was that aha moment for her with the grocery store is what really turned him around because she thought she had taken everything out of the house that he was reacting to, but they were actually having to sleep outside. He was having to sleep outside. He couldn't be inside for very long without having different types of reactions. And, um, she kind of thought about as they were trying to fall asleep, that box. And she's like, okay, that one box with all my nail polishes and perfumes and like favorite products that I don't want to get rid of. She's like, gosh, that's crazy to think that that one box could make a difference. But again, he was so sensitive. He's like a canary in the coal mine. And she just took it away without saying anything. And the next day he was able to stay in the house um, all day. And then they started sleeping in the house and it was crazy. But uh, my gosh, because like of so one like box? Kind of a learning curve. Yeah. So this this whole experience has, you know, now led Marilee to be such a amazing you know asset to product formulation for us and things like that because we just um we won't compromise on certain things because we know how it affects the chemically sensitive and we look at the, chem the extremely chem chemically sensitive as the canaries in the coal mine you know that are telling us hey this is this is a red flag so merely because she had been able to help her son completely recover um he actually was the first first homeschooled person student accepted to US Naval Academy graduated top of his class as you know is married with three beautiful children I mean completely normal life it's an incredible story he's brilliant beyond brilliant um people just started hearing about her you know and his story and and started she started consulting and so Allison and I started listening to this and we were like oh my gosh our minds are being blown by all the knowledge you have like this needs to get out there. Like you are just one woman behind the phone and the computer. Like we need to get your knowledge out there. So literally our goal was like, how can we get Marilee's brain on the internet? <laughs> like that was our focus. It was not like, how do we start a company, um, you know, to sell this product or that product? We had no business background. Allison was a PR major. I was health promotion, kinesiology, like I mentioned. And so really it was just, a, okay, Marilee, has vetted all of these different products like air purifiers, organic mattresses, infrared saunas, supplements, cleaning products, et cetera, water filters. So let's start a website like, that's an online store with the best of the best products. So that was the, the original idea and concept that we started with. Um, and it was all about education. So we were gonna have a site that had tons of content with amazing, valuable information, um, but also we have vetted and picked the top, uh, you know, best products in each category for you. So that was called Three Branches Healthy Living. And Marilee, Allison, and I each just put up, you know, um, with the help of our families, like I think we each put in like $5,000 to start. And we started, um, you know, just with a graphic designer and a logo. I mean, um, sorry, a website. And then we, I mean, the hardest part was just going through all of Marilee's articles and getting all the content and stuff. Um, 
but then we were like, okay, our site's up and let's tell all of our friends and okay, this is great, but come on people, where are y'all, <laughs> you know? Um, and so then we realized, okay, there's a lot more to this. Yeah, you're no like, we built we it and they're not coming. They're What's not happening? coming. Yeah. It's like, it's like you threw this great party, but you forgot, like, no we got their invitation. Yeah. It's like we have a website now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So that was in 2009, 2010. And we had um, sold cleaning products as one of the categories. And it was actually the product Marilyn had used with her son. It was the only product that he didn't react to and same as a lot of her clients. And someone was making it and we had the opportunity to private label it. And we kept finding that when people would come and to our site and they'd, you know, they'd get so overwhelmed by all these different products and some were really high priced items, we would always start with cleaning because cleaning is you know, an easier habit or easier product to change. You know, you're not like addicted to your cleaning products. It's not as hard to change as food. And, um, you know, it's not as expensive as like an emperor sauna. And it makes such a huge impact on your air quality and your health, like immediately. Um, I mean, even the EPA says like cleaning products, like cleaning products and paints and all that stuff are, you know, make your air, indoor air, your home's air, like a thousand times more polluted when you're actually using these products. So we kind of found ourselves going, going back to cleaning a lot and ended up talking to the manufacturer of that product about private labeling because we, that was an option, um, you know, an option they offered. And so that's kind of how we ended up we, we decided we wanted to focus. Um, we were just, we were spreading ourselves way too thin with all the different products. We were just drop shipping, but, and again, we were just an online store, so we couldn't really build a brand that we could grow. We were kind of under the rules of a lot of these product companies, you know, of the way we could market or price them. And so we wanted to really build our own brand and we saw this cleaning product as the way to do it. And it just made sense to focus with that. Um, so when but, was that? So you launched the website with the best of best products and information and content, kind of like a content play, but, um, and when, when was that? And then when was it when you guys decided we want to start building a brand? So the, uh, online store website was like 2010 by the time we actually like really launched it. And 2000, 12 is when we switched to branch basics just cleaning and you know we started off just kind of bare bones um made a simple label but really kind of just offered what the manufacturer was offering um just kind of switched it to our branding logo and everything um and then I remember like our first like big break was like the Dallas Morning News newspaper did a big spread, like a half a page with a huge picture of our product and a write up about how she was a clean freak and how this product wasn't just safe, but actually cleaned really well. And so that was a huge hit for us. And then we had some other bloggers like Wellness Mama and Deliciously Organic um, post about us. And we saw big, you know, hits, uh, big uptick in sales from those. And so that's when we started thinking, okay, we have something here. And this was before Instagram, or right as Instagram was starting. 
Um, and my husband is actually a physician and he was doing his residency, medical residency at University of Virginia, UVA in Charlottesville. And the business school there uh, had an incubator program. And so I uh, joined, it was the first year that they were opening it up to community members and not just business school students. And so I joined or applied and got a spot. And with that, you got, you know, mentors and a little bit of money and um, just kind of like an office space to go to. And it was great. And through that ended up meeting, um, meeting someone that ended up being our CEO and kind of just really pushing us to go bigger. And he helped us uh, raise a million dollars friends and family around. And so that was kind of the, the start of really kind of, okay, we're really going to do this. We're really going to like, we've kind of proven the concept and we've seen how these, these small hits have made it, uh, you know, have moved the needle and we're ready to go all in. And at that point we were trying to like purchase the formula, but it wasn't happening. So we just worked on an exclusive licensing agreement and had all the you know, contracts worked out and thought we were doing everything we, you know, we were told or thought we were marketing it completely truthfully. Turns out um, I can, you know, get more into that later, but turns out it ended up being kind of a disaster, (laughs) but it was a great learning lesson. But at that point, when we raised money, I mean, obviously the biggest pushback we got was uh, you don't own the formula. And we were like, I know, we know that. We know it would be better if we did. Um, but it, but right now we want to focus on proof of concept and not proof of scale. And we just want to like get out there and get this product in the hands of people, grow the company, and then we can kind of deal with that later <laughs> was our mentality. And so we we were able to convince friends and family that really believed in us to, to take that chance. That's awesome. We'll get right back to our show, but first, a word from our sponsors. Having a great Shopify developer is so important for brands selling online, but finding and hiring a trusted and talented developer is really hard to do, especially for ongoing projects. That's why over 30,000 brands and founders have trusted StoreTasker, including Type A Brands and Hawk Media, who have been guests on the show. StoreTasker has interviewed over 5,000 Shopify developers, hand-selected the top 5%, and streamlined the hiring experience from end-to-end so you don't have to. Whether you're a founder that's just getting started or a brand doing over $30 million in revenue, StoreTasker has a developer for you. Get introduced to your next Shopify developer for free and get 10% off your first project at storetasker.com slash stairway to CEO. That's storetasker.com slash stairway to CEO. ShipBob is a tech-enabled 3PL that offers simple, fast, and affordable fulfillment. Unlike most 3PLs that lack sophisticated intuitive tools and use outdated methods, ShipBob's technology is modern, intelligent, and designed to give you full transparency over your backend operations. Fulfillment is incredibly time-intensive, so just hand it over to the best of the best. With a network of fulfillment centers across the globe with new locations continuously underway, 
ShipBob lets you split inventory across locations to reduce shipping costs and transit times. Get your products picked, packed, and shipped, and earn $500 in free shipping credits by going to shipbob.com slash to CEO. That's shipbob.com slash to CEO. And so, you know, I know that, you know, on your website, your products, you have this kind of really unique concentrate type of um, approach where the customer has the bottles of the different types of soaps or whatever they'd want, but then there's this concentrate that they can add with the water that makes this mixture. When did you guys maybe shift directions from offering just the product to now this like concentrate model? So it's always been concentrate. That is how Marilee purchased it when, you know, way back when she used it with her son. And that's how we sold it um, when we first launched as well under our brand. And that was the biggest hurdle. Back, I feel like now concentrate is more common and understood. But back then it really was hard to get people to get on board with like, wait, I can use the same thing to clean my toilets that I clean my fruits and vegetables and my countertops with, you know? Um, but that has always been our model. And our goal when we first launched under our brand was just to position it in a way that consumers would understand. So like we had we made sure like our bottling and our label or like our, our spray bottles and our labels on that, like made sense to easily use it with the concentrate without having to like get a measuring spoon out and, or figure out a ratio. Um, Cause a lot of times even the, the concentrates then would come in like a big bucket and it would say like, okay, for this use, it's a one to two ratio for this use. It's a one to 20 ratio. And it's like, no one wants to deal with that. So we um, put fill lines on our bottles and, really made it easy to use. And so people didn't have to feel like they were like mixing their cleaners and it was super DIY. Right. It's like fill to this line for this one, fill to this line for water, fill to this line. And you're like, oh, that's, it's all, it's all there. seems very self-explanatory and, and easy. Yeah. And then once you run out, you just grab the concentrate and mix up another bottle. You don't have to throw out your, you know, whole bottle and trigger sprayer and go get a new one. So what happened to the website with all these best products and I, you know, for the different verticals and all that information that you guys finally brought online, what happened? Where is it? Can we still find it somewhere? <laughs> no, we shut that down. And like I said, it, we were just drop shipping other products. So it wasn't like a huge loss. We literally just shifted our website to, um, branch basics. And we, you know, have a lot of the content as blog posts and, um, just kind of dropped all the other ones. Um, so it was just like an evolution. And um, I mentioned how it kind of ended up becoming a disaster uh, with the private labeling. What happened with that is we, when we were, um, I'm sorry, when we raised a million dollars, we decided to rebrand again. And I have learned through this process how important, like, and how much of a difference, like, good branding can make um our original logo and packaging was <laughs> not that great um so in 2014 when we closed the funding friends and family round uh we rebranded and everything was going great and our branding was beautiful it's our it's our existing um 
packaging and branding. And we were just rocking and rolling and growing. And we had the, um, you know, Marilee Allison and I have actually never taken the CEO role. Um, we are very passionate about the health education and the product, um, you know, safety and efficacy. Um, but our strength is not necessarily like managing the company as a whole and are like managing all the hiring and um, the num operations and everything. We, we did a lot of, we were very involved in that, but we didn't want to have three CEOs and we didn't feel like it made sense for one of us to take that role. So anyway, uh, we had a CEO, we had about a 10 person team and we're doing great. We were based in Austin, Texas. And then we started kind of getting questions. The more, the bigger we grew, we started getting questions from, you know, chemists and other customers that really loved our products, but they were like, this doesn't really make sense to be like a hundred percent plant-based natural soap um, when it acts like this and all this stuff. And we, we honestly didn't even know it was a good lesson because we didn't fully understand the product. And um, we just knew we had a long history with it. We knew it was safe. We had toxicology report testing, but we didn't fully understand what we were selling. And we couldn't be fully transparent with the ingredients because it wasn't, it was proprietary formula. And so it was really hard because we're like sitting here trying to educate people on the importance of reading labels when our right. label isn't even fully transparent. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah. okay, wait, we're saying you, you told us in our contracts that this is a hundred percent, you know, natural hundred percent plant-based. Um, we'll come to find out ended up having different definitions of what that means. And there were, we were marketing it as no synthetics and you can have plant-based ingredients, but technically, you know, from processing and all that stuff, they're considered synthetic. And so it just ended up becoming a um, very clear that we needed to cut ties and discontinue the product. And we were having a, you know, we didn't want to get into any like big legal issues. And it was the hardest decision. I mean, it, th there was a lot going on. I mean, it wasn't obviously just like, Oh, let's just stop it. Um, you know, and we'll we'll reconvene later. There there was a lot that led to this decision, but it was it was a horrible, horrible time. I mean, we we truly thought we we lost the company. We thought we lost all of our friends and family's investment. Um, we were having to call all of them and explain what happened and um basically just say sorry. Like we're gonna try and do our best to come back and try and find a formula that we can really stand behind and sell. But right now, like we are closing down. And this was right at the end of 2015, like right after Christmas. And we had just had a huge Black Friday sale and like a very successful Black Friday. And we ended up having to um, refund a lot of those customers because they were like, wait, what you're doing? You know, we were very honest about what had happened and why we were making the decision to close down, you know, uh, discontinue sales. So it was not a fun time. I mean, I, I like passed out one night because we, we were just so exhausted and so stressed from answering all these emails and then talking to lawyers and talking to investors and just going nonstop all day long. Allison, Marilyn and I in the back of Allison's apartment or townhome. And um, it was really, really scary and stressful um, just because you have all these people, you know, they, 
have been dependent on you and thought that you were doing your due diligence and right. you let them down. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing that you guys were um, very honest with your customers. I think a lot of companies might have tried to be like, well, let's just pretend that didn't happen and uh, move onward and upward and try to fix this quick, you know, yeah. <laughs> instead of telling well, all the customers. I'll be, I'll be honest. Them. At first, we were like, okay, can we like transition, you know, work on something else while we like, you know, phase this out or whatever. But mm -hmm. it just, it became clear that it was like, no, we got to, we got to just stop this. Um, mm -hmm. So take yeah. the big hit. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, and then to have to find a new company to create a formula is, and it's just very expensive once you've already created a formula with a with company and there's like, yeah, that's going to be really messy, huh? Well, yeah. So we actually had like no money. Um, yeah. after that, we actually had to pay money to end up like, I mean, to keep ourselves from having to file bankruptcy. And we, worked with several different, we just reached out to several different um, chemists that we had found from word of mouth or somewhere local in Austin. And then one was, you know, Marilee had a connection to, so we had, I think three or four different chemists going that we were testing formula samples for, uh, from that were doing it for free based on getting the manufacturing rights. You know, if we were to choose their, their formula, then they would be able to manufacture it and, and, um, get income that way. So we tried over like a hundred formula samples and I was like spraying them in my eyes. I was spraying them in my bathroom. Like on shower. purpose? You were spraying them yes. in your eyes? Yes. Like we were, <laughs> because we wanted it to be not an eye irritant, not a skin oh irritant, not a lung irritant. We didn't want a residue. You know, we wanted it to be great at, um, removing stains. We had all this criteria. And all these uh, parameters, you know, of what we what were okay ingredients and what were not okay ingredients. Um, you know, I think it's always important to know what you don't want in your product as much as what you do, because sometimes the things can slip in there. And if you're not, you know, careful or you don't really know what that is, then um, it could end up backfiring. So anyway, yes, I was spraying it intentionally in my face and then going in my shower and closing the door and just spraying it and see how it made me feel and if it made me you know cough and sneeze and then I would have my um the one dollar Ikea towels and put I've got a ton of them and just put uh like chlorella and mustard and spaghetti sauce and you know or tomato sauce and olive oil red wine you name it like 15 different stains. And I would just do that, like make rows of all those and try out our, the, our sample and then compared to the, you know, our top competitors on the market. So, and we did that so many times, like went delirious. Um, wow. So you guys like had a whole we, QA testing facility at home. Yes. But <laughs> we, you know, we didn't want to outsource it. it. Like it's, it's easy to show up to a manufacturing place and say, Hey, can you give me a run of the mill green cleaner that I can go out there and, and market as a healthy green cleaner? Like it's easy to do that, but we were not going to go back out with something unless we knew it worked and it was actually really safe. Um, because you, even if something is safe, if it doesn't work, people are going to end up resorting back to the toxic cleaners. And so that's like one of our biggest um, wins is when we get all the testimonials that say, 
I love Branch Basics because it's safe and I have peace of mind and it, you know, makes me feel good when I'm using it. But most of all, like it just works better than anything else I've tried, like even the harsh chemical cleaners. And that is amazing. Yeah. And so how did you guys come up with the name Branch Basics? So we started off as three branches, healthy living. We mm -hmm. were trying to think of something with three, you know, there's three of us and we were uh, walking one day around the town lake in Austin. It's a beautiful trail and a bunch of trees. And we just looked up and we were like branches. And um, we, Allison and I were actually leading a Bible study at the time. And we had just been reading a, ver a scripture verse, John 15, five, where it mentions branches, like you're the branches. And we were like branches, like, yes, it's like natural. And they're, they're you know, so we just did three branches, but we were like, we can't be, like if you google that it's gonna be like three branches of the government so we did so we <laughs> added on healthy living and did three branches healthy living and then when we like we're trying to focus on just the cleaning product we're like you know we kept saying just back to basics like it's just back to basics it's a simple like clean product and then we just like the alliteration of branch basics <laughs> Awesome. And so you have this new formula, you kind of uh, brought, brought the company back from the dead, it almost sounds like, right? It's like, it, did it shut down completely? And then you had to start over? And that's how you were able to do it? Or did you revive yeah. it? So during the interim, which was about um, a year and a half of working to figure out to, towards a new formula. Um, during that time, we we were able to hang on to like a lot of our inventory. Um, literally we put it in a truck and stored it in my carport. Um, but then we moved it to our, uh, like a storage unit at our fulfillment center in Austin. I mean, amazing people, JB Salceda. I, we just love him because he allowed us the opportunity to store this stuff and go there and use, um, you know, we took our own like packaging materials and just shipped up, shipped, um, boxed up and shipped out packages to friends and family or like old customers that were like, I have to have your product. Can I please have it? So we just did like direct sales, like through PayPal. Um, and that kept us afloat to be able to pay some of the, the bills along the way, um, and keep the website going and all that. And we weren't really active on our website, but we did every now and then kind of check in and send a newsletter out to because we had about 30,000 uh, email subscribers and we had like 8,000 Instagram followers at the time. So we didn't go like completely dark, um, but we also weren't super active, but we wanted to keep our website. We wanted to keep our, um, you know, assets alive. So anyway, all that to say, uh, by the time we got a, to a formula that we were ready to go out with, we, we sent it to about 40 people, um, our old customers that just were diehard fans and said, you know, they couldn't use anything else. And once we got positive feedback across the board, we were like, okay, like, this is something that we all feel good about. We feel like it's worth moving forward with. Well, Allison and I were about to pop with our first babies. We were due a month apart and we were like, oh my goodness, we cannot become new moms. We're, we don't know what we're about to get into and relaunch this company and like give it what it deserves. So I think a strength of ours has always been knowing when to ask for help. Um, and we knew that to make the relaunch really successful, um, we should ask for help. And so we talked to friends and family and networked and ended up 
um, meeting our current CEO and CFO, COO, um, and the five of us are equal partners and just each put in a little bit of money to relaunch the company. We did a pre-order and it went really well. And so that's when we decided to really go for it and raise a new round of a million dollars. Uh, we actually started a new LLC. We kept the same DBA, um, you know, Branch Basics, but started a new LLC and did a new million dollar uh, round. and. Mm -hmm. That's where we are now. Awesome. And so how big is the team now and when what's coming up next? What's next for Branch Basics? So our team, it, we have a mix of part-time and full-time, but um, there's 11 of us now. And then we outsource all of our manufacturing and fulfillment and you know, some other, other things. But um, 11 of us that are all over the place. We have, uh, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. We have people in Texas and Minneapolis and New York and Austin. Yeah. So, well, it's quite the journey of ups and downs. And I think that's kind of like the reality of a lot of entrepreneurs is starting something and it's very much more of a zigzag than people expect. Right. Um, what's something you think most people don't know about building a business other than it's a complete zigzag? <laughs> um, I mean, I think a lot of people don't really know a lot and we didn't know a lot. And I think you figure it out as you go. Um, I kind of like the fact that we didn't go to business school, um, because we didn't think inside certain boxes or parameters and we just kind of got creative and figured out as we went and we were, we stayed genuine to what felt right. I think a lot of times like just creating something that you would want for yourself or for your loved ones. Like that's, what's important. And so sticking to that, um, and not necessarily, you know, knowing exactly what you're getting into is okay. Yeah. I mean, doing, like you said, doing what feels genuine. I think that's something a lot of people don't really, um, talk enough about, um, it's really easy to get super numbers focused, um, especially with investors, no matter who they are, even if they're friends and family, you know, right. you want to be able to impress them, tell them everything's doing, everything's great. Um, but to have to really take a step back the way you guys did to totally create a new formula, um, that takes a lot. So you guys were clearly, you know, hustling, but also you had this mission. I think that, you know, this, this overwhelming why, you know, that kind of kept right. driving you. Um, what else keeps you going? Do you guys have a routine or a thought process or what keeps you motivated every day? Um, you know, I mean, it really is our mission. We get stories every single day. Um, whether it's from DMs or emails, you know, of people saying like, one, you changed my life because of X, Y, and Z, you know, not necessarily just because of our products, but because of the education we share. Um, but then also other DMs and emails asking questions that have nothing to do with cleaning products. It's, you know, I just had a leak in my house. What, what should I do about mold or how to prevent mold? Or, you know, I'm trying to get, um, like water filter for my, my spouse that just got diagnosed with cancer. What do you recommend? Like there's so much more to it than just cleaning products. And, and, and we, we are engaging with our customers on things like that every single day. And that really keeps us going. 
And like you said, it's so confusing for the customer because it can say clean on the bottle, but what does that even mean? You know, I think that it's extremely confusing and I don't know how to read a label, you know, it's a bunch of words. No one knows what they mean. So how I know. And there's so many words that you can just stick on there that aren't regulated. I mean, cleaning products aren't regulated. We could literally go out there and like put anything we want in it and not even have to put it on the label and sell it. So um, it's so important for consumers to like learn how to vet products but at the same time it's so hard and because it is so confusing um, and, and really that's something else that drives us because we you know we want to be truth tellers we want to like not have a product that we're just trying to spin in a way to sell to you mm-hmm. but like we want to actually empower you to become your own products better and advocate it's really a shame that the customer has to do that, right? It's that we live in a, a world where corporations can do whatever the F they want and we have to suffer. We have to figure it out and learn and, and totally train ourselves, educate ourselves on what products to buy because they're poisoning people. It, it, Insane. It, like, like exactly what you said. I mean, it's just like, if you step back and think about it, it's like, no one would willingly say, yeah, put these poisons in my products. Um, but yet we buy them every day because we trust that mm-hmm. whatever is on the shelf is safe. Like surely right. they wouldn't allow products that have, you know, carcinogens or neurotoxins um, in them to be sold to babies or to, mm-hmm. you know, to, it's just like, of course, that wouldn't be the case, but it is, unfortunately. And sadly, yeah. yes, we have to be educated. We have to sub- know who we're supporting so that we can vote with our dollars. Right. It's a shame, yeah, that we don't have any type of regulation who's doing their job and, and protecting the people and consumers out there and holding corporations accountable. It's insane. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's amazing. And it's a shame that um, I think so many people are in denial too, that these corporations yeah. are doing this, that this stuff is poisonous, and it does cause harm to our bodies. And it's a shame. I mean, I can just say even with my parents, <laughs> like there's, you know, I think that generation is very much stuck mm-hmm. in trusting these old school brands who have been poisoning us for years and thinking, no, I couldn't be it. I've been using it for years. I'm fine, right. but I'm dizzy actually. And I'm actually feeling sick all the time. And this is wrong with me. And I have inflammation here and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing, cause it couldn't be my food. It can't be what I've been eating for years or breathing in for years in the house or using to clean my tabletops and countertops you know it's just it's so because it's not visually you can't see it happening and it doesn't always happen overnight you know like it's like a a process that takes time I mean for not for everyone but a lot of times you know it's a cumulative effect and it's a it's you know, like you're saying, we just don't think to correlate it. So you don't think about, oh, I'm on X amount of prescription drugs every day, medications mm-hmm. every day, but but I'm fine. And so it's like, well, what's the definition yeah. of fine here? You know, um, right? So, We've got yeah. lots of band aids, you yes. know, lots of band aids and drugs to to help hide a lot of the symptoms that we have from things that could be fixed easily long term if we would really consider that as like an actual. Um, fact. Yes. And I mean, we are all about just empowering people that you have more control over your health than you realize. 
you know, so many of us just think that we are victims to our genes or just things just happen, right? You know, all these, this disease just happens randomly. But I mean, the science of epigenetics today, like we know that what we eat or the choices we make, the lifestyle choices we make every day and the way we think literally has the power to change our genes. And so it's just, you know, empowering people that you do have more control. And there's so many free things that you can do to improve your health. You know, I mean, getting out in the sunshine every day, getting out in nature, walking barefoot, like, you know, getting good sleep, turning off your cell phone and Wi-Fi, like giving yourself a break from things like that. It, there's just a lot that we can do that doesn't cost a lot of money. And again, removing, like, go put stuff in a box, like that doesn't cost a lot of money, throw out the stuff that you're not using that's just been sitting there, but releasing a bunch of poisons into the air, chemicals into the air, you know, so yeah. I think there's just, it's an empowering message, but we, we do have to be careful because it can be overwhelming to people and people can shut down because unfortunately, like you're saying, there's just, there's stuff that we buy every day. We're pushed so many products. And so mm -hmm. when you hear this message, it's like, wait, but I have like 50 cleaners in my house and I have right. like 50 personal care products in my bathroom, you know? Um, so, right. And it's kind of like, just where habits, do you start? like you said, you've grown up yeah. using these brands. Yeah. So you've built this kind of false trust, this trust in these brands that shouldn't be there in the first place, but they've got you and you can't really get out because you're just like, what else would you use? Also, I think it's also kind of like, you know, with shampoo or whatever, there's all these brands, mm. all, we're natural this, we're clean this. And it's kind of like, well, where do you even start? Right. Like even at Whole right. Foods, I'm at Whole Foods, I'm looking at like clean shampoo and I'm like reading the labels. I don't know what the difference yeah. is. It drives me nuts. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. tell me what to buy, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I know. And, yeah. but a good point, like you're saying, um, where do you even start? Like, that was a big driving factor for us in the way we positioned our product and the and and with the concentrate model. Because when you do learn this and you kind of wake up to the fact that like, wait, what I'm putting on my on and around myself every day matters. And you're telling me I should go like get rid of all this other stuff that I've been using. Like it's super overwhelming to think about what to replace that with. But if we can say, hey, here's one concentrate that you can use for your bathrooms, your ovens, your dishes, your, you know, body. I mean, I wash my baby with it, I wash my hands with it, do your laundry with it. Like there's so many things that you can do with just this one concentrate and then our oxygen boost just makes it even more powerful and effective for like whitening and brightening and stain removers and stuff like that. So really we basically just have two products and that's just so much um, more manageable, you know, to, to, to switch to um, because you're not having to find a new cleaner, a specific cleaner. And that's just the thing of marketing too. I mean, we're marketed to, you know, think that um, we have to have a specific use cleaner for every single thing. Right. Well, 
Thank you for sharing your passion for wanting to, you know, help people be live a more healthy life, mm -hmm. you know, and create something that can help people be healthier um, and uh, try to take away the toxic environment, which they're probably currently living in. So <laughs> thank you for doing what you're yeah. doing um, and sharing your story. Before we wrap up, um, do you have any other kind of final advice for aspiring entrepreneurs out there that are thinking about starting a business? Um. I mean, it might sound cliche, and I'm sure other people have said it before, but just get started. I mean, I think too often you can overanalyze and talk things to death and, you know, want things to look perfect or be perfect and just just start doing it and iterate along the way and, you, you know, go in with the mindset of like, you're always going to be improving. You're always going to be testing and learning and making improvements. So don't let perfection hold you back from just getting started. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and joining us on the show. I really appreciate you um, sharing your story. Yes, thank you so much. And um, just so everyone knows, we do have a kind of process to help people walk through tossing their toxins. So we try to make it as little as overwhelming as possible. <laughs> Great. So you can walk people through it and help them. Yes. Figure out what to do. Awesome. I might sign up for that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Just go to our website and look at Toss the Toxins. Done. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Stairway to CEO podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Lee Green. And if you have any burning business questions, please feel free to reach us at www.stairwaytoceo.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to the show, tell your friends, leave us a review, and follow us on Instagram at Stairway to CEO. Until next time, guys, keep on climbing.